Hi, everybody. I'm Scott Wingeter. Welcome to season two of Impolite Company. We wanted to thank everybody that uh, joined and subscribed and followed uh, this channel over the last year. Uh, we are now starting season two, and we're excited to do that. I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas and uh, a happy new year, and uh, let's just get right into it. So today, we're going to talk about uh, Biden and his classification problems. All right. He has been found with classified documents. And I, what I really want to do is this seems to be a problem for some of our high up there elected officials. Uh, you know, we have President Trump was caught with classified documents. President Biden now uh, has documents from when he was vice president. Uh, Mike Pence, it was reported the other day, Vice President Pence uh, was found with classified documents. And of course, we all remember uh, our good friend Hillary Clinton and her problems with classified documents. So what I want to do is I want to uh, compare and contrast these different individuals. We have two Democrats and two Republicans and see if there's any difference at all in what's going on here. And what uh, we're also going to cover um, uh, U.S. Code, uh, 18 U.S. Code, 793, Subsection E, also known as the Espionage Act of 1917. So, uh, but first, I want to uh, thank our sponsor for today's program. Our sponsor is the Hispanic Conservatives of Montgomery County. Are you a Hispanic that lives here in Montgomery County that is sick and tired of all of the woke garbage uh, that's being fed to you? If you're sick and tired of you know, Democrats claiming that they represent you and your interests and your values and you think that that is incorrect, well, we have the club for you. Uh, the Hispanic Conservatives of Montgomery County are a group of people that have gotten together. They're Hispanic. Um, so if you have uh, any Hispanic heritage uh, in your family background or culture and you want to uh, get involved politically, this is the club for you. Uh, also, you don't have to be Hispanic in order to attend. Uh, I am one of the advisory board members for that club, and I'm not Hispanic, but my wife is, and she's on the board, and so I'm really excited to see this club growing. Um, so if you want to get involved, we they have monthly meetings, uh, usually at Spring Creek Barbecue on um, 45, right in the woodlands in Shenandoah, and I will give you their website real fast as well, and you can come and check them out. The website is hc mc-tx.org. That's HCMC, Hispanic Conservatives, Montgomery County, dash TX, Texas.org. Check them out today. All right. So we all remember back last summer when the FBI decided that they were going to raid Mar-a-Lago because of the classified documents that were supposedly kept there. Uh, on June 3rd, the FBI visited Mar-a-Lago and Trump at, for a meeting, and Trump sa said that he was going to give all of the documents over to the National Archives that that he took with them uh, with him when he left the White House, uh, even if some of these were marked classified. Uh, there was a warrant that was issued on 5 August for violation of the Espionage Act of 1917, which is 18 U.S. Code 793. Um, here, here's basically the, the way that 
the Espionage Act of 1917 reads, uh, in particular subsection E. And you guys, I'll, I'll put a link in this uh, at the bottom. Uh, if you have information that can cause harm to the national defense of the United States and you're in possession of it and it's, uh, a, a, if you're wrongfully in possession of it, then you're in trouble. It would be, a, a good analogy is it doesn't even matter, right? Like, let's say I have, I'm driving down the highway, I get pulled over by, you know, a, a Texas state trooper and I have a brick of cocaine sitting on the passenger seat, right? The cop is not going to be like, well, is that your cocaine? Uh, it doesn't matter whose cocaine it is. I'm in possession of cocaine, okay? I'm going to jail for possession of cocaine. It's an open and shut case. I clearly have the cocaine sitting right on my passenger uh, seat. It doesn't matter if it's someone else's cocaine or it's it's irrelevant, right? I am going to get charged with possession. The Espionage Act of 1917 works the same exact way. If you are in possession of classified information, okay, outside of the uh, place in which it's supposed to be stored, which is called a SCIF, a sensitive compartmented information facility, all right, that's where classified information has to live, uh, if, so if, if this piece of paper that I have right here in my hand is top secret and it's sitting in my house or, you know, my garage next to my Corvette, I'm in trouble with the law. No different than if I had a brick of cocaine sitting on the passenger seat of my car. So, Donald Trump had classified information at his house, uh, according to reports. President Biden had classified information at his house, according to reports. Mike Pence had classified information at his house. Hillary Clinton had classified information at her house. Why aren't these people getting in trouble for this? Is the first question. Um, the second question is, is, are we talking about the same thing? Are we comparing... Uh, oranges to oranges or is this a case of apples to oranges uh, and I'm going to make a case that it's the latter uh, that this is in fact comparing apples to oranges in the first case you have Donald Trump who was president he left the White House and let's say this piece of paper is marked top secret if it fell into somebody's hands an enemy of the United States another government and they got a hold of it, it would cause, and this is verbatim right out of, uh, you know, the um, memorandums uh, regarding the storage of classified information, how things are classified. Um, it would cause exceptionally grave damage to the national security of the United States of America. All right. Uh, quick, quick point. For those of you who don't know, my background is I, I did 12 years in the United States Air Force as an intelligence analyst. Uh, I, I definitely know what I'm talking about. Every year of uh, my military career as an intel analyst, I had to get briefings and trainings on 
specifically the Espionage Act of uh, 1917, specifically on how to handle classified information, where it could be stored, if I had to take it from a skiff to another skiff, how it had to travel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So point is, I know what I'm talking about here, uh, so stick with me, all right? Donald Trump was president of the United States. Let's first, for an instant, say I'm Donald Trump. This this piece of paper I have in my hand is top secret. If it falls into enemy hands, it's going to be ex- cause exceptionally grave damage to the, the national security of the United States. All right, we're talking about methods. We're talking about sources. You know, um, it. I have to protect this information. Well. Donald Trump is president of the United States. And what that means is that he is the ultimate, as commander-in-chief, he's the ultimate classification authority, what we call an originator, all right? He has the ability to originate classified information. When I was working for, you know, at the National Security Agency, when I was working for Air Force Intel, I was not a classification originator, all right? Only a certain select few people in the entire intelligence community and in the entire government have that ability to say, all right, I'm going to classify this, all right? Normal analysts, people working in the intel community, when they get handed a piece of paper that is classified, it is because one of these originators decided that it has to be classified, one, and two, what it's going to be classified, whether it's top secret, secret, or confidential. And if it's not one of those three, it is marked unclassified, all right? So Donald Trump has this piece of paper. It's top secret. He takes it to his house at Mar-a-Lago. Well, this is something that the uh, Obama administration did uh, back when he was president. He passed an executive order that allowed for the president of the United States to take um, classified information outside of the White House. And when he did that, it automatically becomes unclassified. And then if he brought it back, it would be classified back to what it originally was. So that's the executive order. That's a standing executive order that was still in place when Donald Trump left the White House and President Biden was sworn into office. Now, that does not protect the vice president of the United States, or in Hillary Clinton's case, the secretary of state. That was something that was given only to the president of the United States. So Donald Trump, when he takes it out, even he's, he's president of the United States, he's leaving the White House for the last time. He takes a box of classified information, he puts it on the plane, he takes it to Mar-a-Lago. He's still technically the, white, uh, the, the president when he leaves the White House, even though you know, moments later, Biden's sworn in as the next president until another original classification uh, authority comes and gets that box and brings it back to the White House. You know, in other words, Biden has to go down to Mar-a-Lago, get the box, bring it back to the White House. Boom. Then it's classified again if he desires it to be so. Then at that point, it's reclassified back to what it originally was. That means that Donald Trump, when that box is still sitting in Mar-a-Lago, all that time that had transpired between point A and point B, when the FBI took it back, 
it was not a violation of the Espionage Act of 1917. Right now, is that the case for Hillary Clinton? Now, she didn't have that protection. That is not the case for Biden because the boxes of classified information that he had in his possession were back when he was vice president under Barack Obama. So this is going back to 2017, you know. Um, so from 2017 until, you know, what was it, November of 2022, when they discovered the first a batch of classified documents at, at Biden's house and, and in his private offices and et cetera. Uh, that entire time that transpired there, he was, he was breaking the law. He was breaking the Espionage Act of 1917. And the same is true for, unfortunately, Mike Pence. Uh, he was the vice president of the United States. He was not under the same protection. It's literally, you know, looking at Pence and Biden, you're comparing literally apples to apples, vice president to vice president. Espionage Act, of 1917 violation to Espionage Act of 1917 violation. If I, right now at my house, had a piece of paper that was classified top secret, just one, just one, I could go to prison for, the, for 10 years, right? It's a felony, right? Just one. If I had two pieces of paper, that would be two felonies. If I had a box full of 150 papers, all marked top secret, I would be committing 150 felonies <laughs> off of each single one of those pieces of paper. All right? This, it's, it's not even in question whether or not a crime committed. I'm going to go back to the fact that what you have here is... You're sitting there pulled over on the side of the road with a brick of cocaine sitting on your passenger seat. You are in possession of material that you're not supposed to be in uh, possession of. And you compound it with the Biden family's history of rubbing elbows with I don't know, members of the Communist Chinese Party, people that would definitely want to get their hands on this information. You know, oh, don't worry, it was locked in my garage. Are you kidding me? It was locked in your garage? Do you know, I, I can't go into details without violating the Espionage Act of 1917 myself on camera, uh, but, you know, Needless to say, I'm sure you can imagine that when we store classified information in, uh, you know, these skiffs, that it's maybe not sitting next to a Corvette in, in a garage, all right? It's in a secure place, in a sensitive compartmented information facility that has, you know, security around it. <laughs> so, basically... What should happen if we were following the Constitution and we had people that were actually intellectually honest and we didn't have a two-tiered justice system is at this point, 
articles of impeachment should be filed by members of the House of Representatives. It should go to a vote within the House of Representatives, right? I mean, you have to have an impeachment inquiry. People have to look into it, but this should be real quick. I mean, it, I mean, it, it really should be just like, it's a good example of you have a brick of cocaine next to you. Does that mean that your due process rights are thrown out the window? No, but it's probably going to move pretty quickly. The police officer is going to be like, yes, district attorney, I pulled this guy over. He had a brick of cocaine in his car. Um, okay, he's going to get charged. He's going to go before the judge. He's going to have an arraignment. Um, and then he's going to go to, to jail and await a trial. And then, bam, the evidence is going to come out. And he's going to be like, yep, here's the picture of the brick of cocaine sitting right there with the client's, you know, with the defendant's fingerprints right on it. Okay, open and shut case. Next, boom, guilty. Go to prison for 10 years, whatever. Um, it should be very quick in the House of Representatives that... It's very obviously uh, that when he was vice president, Biden broke the law, uh, which, you know, the constitutional uh, bar for impeaching the president of the United States is high crimes or misdemeanors. Remember, there's a three tiers in uh, the justice system. You have citations, that's you got pulled over and got a speeding ticket. You have misdemeanors, that's a little bit more serious. Uh, you know, anybody here in Texas, you walk into a Walmart or, you know, HEB or whatever it has on the side of, side of the building there on a sign by the door. It says, you can't consume alcohol here. If you do, it's a misdemeanor. All right. Yeah. Well, that's, a, it's a crime. It's, it's a more serious crime than getting a ticket, but it's also not the worst crime in the world. And then you have your top level felony. All right. If I, if somebody goes around and, you know, murders somebody, that's a felony. All right. So serious crimes. All right. You can impeach the president of the United States for committing a misdemeanor, bare minimum, all right? This is talking about the top tier here. Felonies, however many classified documents Vice President Biden, at the time Vice President, had in his possession during this time period, each one of those is a felony, all right? An impeachable offense. Just one, just one document is an impeachable offense. He has several. And if we had people that were intellectually honest in the Democratic-controlled Senate, this is an open and shut case. It literally should be. Well, did he have classified documents and he shouldn't have? Yeah. Well, then he violated the Espionage Act of 1917, didn't he? Yeah. All right. It should be 100 to 0 to convict. It's an open and shut case. Anybody. A 12-year-old could prosecute this case, but it won't happen. Even if the House, which I highly doubt they will, were to file impeachment charges against President Biden and it actually impeach him, uh, this, there's no way on God's green earth that the Senate would convict him. It just wouldn't happen. It, because we don't live in a constitutional republic anymore. Uh, as Mark Levin points out all the time, we live in a post-constitutional country. We do not follow the law, as demonstrated by one of our four examples here today. Hillary Clinton definitely violated the Espionage Act of 1917, but we didn't even really investigate it criminally uh, because James Comey came out and said that no prosecutor in his right mind would, would take this case. 
okay, so either I'm an idiot or James Comey is because I just said a 12-year-old could prosecute this case and I really, and I stand by that. So we have a problem here in America where our elite, whether they're Republican or whether they're a Democrat, are starting to set up a two-second tier of justice. One that applies to the elites, one that applies to you and I. Uh, I would not get such a sweetheart deal if I had classified information sitting in my house right now and the FBI found out about it, all right? My lawyers couldn't be like, oh, well, you know, you don't have to do a raid. Why don't you just come by and we can sit down and go through it together? No, my door would get kicked in. I would be thrown in handcuffs. I would go away and you would never see me again. That's how that would go. Um, and what I really think is going to happen out of all of this, well, we have two Republicans that did it, naughty, naughty, and we have two Democrats that did it, naughty, naughty, so they're going to cancel each other out for both parties' own political interests. Meanwhile, the law does not apply equally to everybody, and that's a problem because you and I grew up listening to this idea that we should have justice for all. Tune in next time for another episode of Impolite Company. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Impolite Company, presented by The Doc Line. If you like what you heard, be sure to rate our podcast and leave a five-star review for us.